Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Gavin, Filibuster Freestyle. We are back. It's been a while. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, a lot of travel in the last couple of weeks. And uh, the good news about that travel is that when I was in Philadelphia, we were able to record the impromptu podcast that you are about to listen to. It wound up being on the theme of weddings, best man speeches, etc. And since you all know, or if you don't know, you're about to find out, one of our little spinoff series here on the Filibuster Freestyle is actually um, basically based on best man speeches, getting ready for best man speeches, preparations, anecdotes, stories. At some point, we'll probably do a maid or matron of honor type speech as well to get something in for the ladies, etc., etc. Anyway, um, Big Lair, Larry Ricciardi, friend of mine from Philadelphia, he has either refused to be on the pod in the past or has ducked being on the pod in the past or has made jokes about how he doesn't want to be on the pod in the past or whatever. But met Big Lair out with well-known filibuster freestyle pundit Dan Ruddle in Philadelphia at a place called Callahan's, which is down the street from Larry's house on a Friday night. I just gotten out of a work event, met these guys, hadn't seen them in a good while. So we decided after about you know, 25, 30 minutes of hanging out that Larry wanted to podcast live from my wedding, which will be in January of 2020. And I told Larry, you've refused, Larry, to be on the pod, on the filibuster freestyle. How can I let you host, or should I, or should I say, guest host a podcast from my wedding if you've never even like had a tryout on the show? So we turned... Uh, about a 20-minute or so segment into Larry's tryout for the show, cover a lot of areas related to weddings, things of that nature. It actually turned out pretty good. Um, so what I will do, as long as technology does not betray me, is uh, a little, little theme song, and uh, we'll let it rip. But really quickly, places listening. So the United States, number one this week as a country, Australia, number two, Canada, number three, the United Kingdom, number four, Belgium, which doesn't usually listen, number five, Russia, six, Spain, seven, Brazil, eight, Philippines, nine, and rounding up the top ten, potentially for the first time ever, though maybe they listened before, the nation of Zimbabwe. So welcome and thank you for listening to the Filibuster Freestyle. Make sure you, one, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google Music, Google Music Play and or subscribe on SoundCloud.com for the Filibuster Freestyle. Or just go to filibusterfreestyle.com whenever you like, listen to the show, follow us on Twitter at filibusterfreestyle, or on Instagram at filibusterfreestyle. In both cases, all one word, even though the words filibuster and freestyle in general are two words. So anyway, interesting thing before I hit play, though, or on the theme song, and then on the pod with Larry and Dan. Though the U.S. was the number one country in terms of total downloads and listens last week, Australia, and the Australian city of Black's Beach, was number one. Number two, Mountain View, California. Number three, Burdell, Australia. And actually, a place called Penhurst, Australia, was tied for number five with Philadelphia. So way to go, Australia. Anyway, Filibuster Freestyle, thanks for listening. Here comes the theme song on the other side. Big Larry and Dan Ruddle from Callahan's live podcast style, Best Man Speech Podcast on the Filibuster Freestyle. Filibuster, filibuster, freestyle, filibuster, 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 filibuster
silly. We'll call you. Talking weddings, talking bachelor parties. Doing a little planning with the planning maestro here. The number one planner. Trying to, trying to make sure everything goes to perfection. No one plans got, like Larry. We got Larry. Dan Ruddle here to comment. Larry's the host of Freestyle today. That's we good. are, definitely. All right, good. Ruddle. Let it rock. Yes. <laughs> Let it rock. So, I already talked to, uh, I don't know. We're so excited for for Larry's first maiden voyage. We're trying to get some logistics in place. We're going to figure out what's going to happen. Larry, what happen. makes you happier? The actual planning or the thinking about the planning you're going to do or the execution yes. of said plan I would say it's more the planning than the execution I think because you don't even I think I the think, journey is the I reward I think because because of my expertise in the planning I, I feel confident the execution is going to happen so it's not it's kind of an afterthought because you know that when you put that much time into it so when you prepare to it, win prepare it, it's, it should, it's inevitable it's going right. to happen no matter what so. when the planning yields a suboptimal result yeah what is the process up? for course correction for you and for other parties? Your family, your friends. Specifically children, wives. You know, here's what I'll say about planning and, and my learnings from it. Is that there is such a thing as over planning to the point you know, where, where, the, where the plan itself should actually have... A, a, a vacancy in it or a space yeah. a downtime you you need you need to make sure a good plan encompasses um, enough enough free time to, to course correct when you need to so for our dear friend Gavin so here's what Gavin needs to do who is planning a wedding thinks he's got it planned out within five minute increments what am I forgetting? What is he forgetting to do? He's forgetting that he is going to want to spend a lot of time with a lot of people he hasn't seen. And I'm not gonna have any time to do it. And you're not gonna you're not gonna realize how quickly yeah. that time erodes. Yeah. So what he should do basically is isolate groups he wants to spend time with, friends the night before or family the night before friends after you know we're all hanging out at the hotel because um, you won't be able to be everywhere on where, that where do you guys stand on receiving lines I, I don't is like that a cop out is that bullshit no I mean Excuse I don't my French of it's an efficient way to make sure that you see everybody that you therefore don't have to go through all the bullshit of going rigmarole table to table like oh hi thank you so much for coming yeah, I, I didn't do it. I'm not a fan of the of the receiving line. I think the formality it, of interacting. It, nobody wants to, to formally come up to everyone. You, you're so, all you are is an impediment to getting to the open. Bar. Yeah, you guys want to know a funny story? So in Ireland, the best man has a lot of jobs because I was the best man at my brother's wedding this year. And my uh, I was standing next to my brother for what I thought was going to be a receiving line, but people just kept didn't say hi to me and just kept handing me cards. <laughs> they were like, hey, so you hey F boy, take these cards. Yeah. And that's what I had to do. It was, it was not a receiving line. Yeah. It was. Do you think? Do you think Cindy wants to see pot came up a little light? Hey, I, I think both of us are pretty much resigned to the fact that we have to walk around the room, and that's a good thing. You want to see everybody. But here, I mean, you're a social. You're a social person anyway. You're going to say hi to people. It's, I, would I think you don't need to formalize it. it. It's not. It's not necessary. I would recommend that you say hello to like the aunts and uncles and the people who right. might not. 
make it to the end. Who yeah. might not make it to the end and who might not join you on the dance floor. But if it's people like, if you have a good crowd that are going to come out, they're going to dance, and they're going to have fun, just I'll say hellos and be like, hey, thank you for coming on the dance floor. You don't need to... You don't need to waste no. a giant portion of your reception right. just yabbering on about formalities. No doubt. Yes. That's good advice. For a couple of married. Because it's your wedding and you want to make sure that you have a good time. Yeah, what a tightrope you walk in terms of like being polite, having fun, you know, being, uh, you know, doing the right thing, you know, trying to stand everybody, yeah. knowing that that's impossible to have a meaningful conversation in five minutes with everybody uniformly. Crazy. And who's ever giving your toasts, make sure that they write something out. Because there is nothing worse than an improvised toast. The best toasts are under a minute and, you know, they're to the point. Under a minute, but heartfelt. Heartfelt to the point and and short. I mean, look, nobody nobody needs to hear a whole life story of all the shit you've done. No. I mean, definitely nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. (laughs) Nor should they. What about a dance? What's your you and Cindy have that worked out? Is that a debate? That's one of the things that's yet to be figured out. Okay. So to give everybody listening a home sneak preview, right? You you come up with songs and then you're like, uh, maybe there's an acoustic version of this. Maybe there's but then you hear the acoustic version and you're like, well that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, it's right. beats. For instance, there was a um, I'll try this one out on you guys. There was a suggestion by one of us for Hollow Note to make my dreams come true, but an acoustic version. And I'm just, I can't unhear the regular version. And I think it's too slapstick for a wedding song. I mean, first of all, Hollow Note's amazing. You wouldn't defer from the, the original, right? You, you can't, like, I mean, there's legends. change it up. I mean, Sons of Philadelphia. Right. I mean, Sons of the Revolution. Yeah. Um, and is that a. Is it a slow song? I mean, I'm aware of Sam Cooke. Are you a big Sam Cooke proponent? My wedding song was a Sam Cooke song. Oh, yeah? And it was not... I I love my wedding song, but it was not the first choice. Yeah. But it was another Sam Cooke song that was my first choice. So you got your artist of choice. You just didn't get the song of choice. Yes. Well, that's, that's a pretty good compromise. Larry, what was your wedding song? Um... The pressure there. <laughs> it's raining. Amaze. No, uh, Lone Star. Amaze. Oh, yeah. A little country pop. It, it was. Pop country. Yeah, it was nice. But actually, country. here's another thing we did. We had um, we had a friend of ours who's a really talented uh, singer, plays the instrument. Her name's Nicole. Performed the song while we danced to it. So it wasn't the you know CD wasn't the or studio that, recording. It or wasn't the... like the artist. So you know it had a little personal touch for us. Larry, let me um, ask you this: though. switching gears. Yes. You want a hot dog bar? <laughs> yeah. So at my wedding, make the argument for a so, hot dog so, bar. Hot dog sliders. The, chili the, the background cheese. was that we were you know we're having this this podcast here in, in a, a bar and we were somehow talking about. Uh, our preferences around condiments and hot dog toppings, and it dawned on me that you know a delicious hot dog is is a universally loved treat. Yeah. He's well, not wrong. I will, so, I will give you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, so I was gonna say. I mean, in terms of you know, weddings are always about finding the compliments of right menus and yeah. things and stuff. And I said, I mean, you send out you know the yeah. old school Seven Eleven rollers with a hot dog station. 
uh, with uh, you know various fixings. We talked chili, we talked cheese, we talked onions, raw or Relish. perhaps I mean I don't know. And uh, well, sleep no, with the sour no condiments for, for this guy. No condiments for this guy. We talked about Larry's that. a no condiment kind of person. But um, maybe for a stinky dance for But. Yeah, well, there is a risk there, I guess. But, I mean, I don't think you'll have many guests that go home unhappy. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I'll give you a sneak it's a, preview. It's, it's not as classy as... Unless I'm screwing it up. <laughs> at the end of the night, there'll be like a... Kind of a bite at the end of the night type deal. I think it's like sliders that are like beef Rioja I sliders. It. I like that. So let's effing go. As you walk out to the Boston night. Yes. Probably into a blizzard. I mean, the party's not ending at the end of your formal time over. No, for his unofficial sponsor of the week, D's Keys, the piano bar, <laughs> right down the street from the venue. Probably gonna go to D's Keys, sing a little bottle of red, bottle of white, some Billy Joe, maybe a whole Billy Joel tribute album. I don't know. So, well, so, let, so let me ask you something as the <laughs> as the host of all of us at your wedding, and also as a very talented performer yourself. Yeah. Drilling threes wow. haven't probably been assembled in the same room in it's a long time. It's been four and a half years. So we have the luxury as your guest to have all that Five talent. No pressure here. All that talent in one room. With music, with the, the personnel, yeah. should we be expecting something unique to happen there? Well, is is there interest among us? A freeze. Some would a say set, a, some, a song, some, anything. I would say reunion. I would say to find a point on it. The smart money is on somewhere between a set and a song. Okay. And I don't know which. What? Um, what constitutes a set and what constitutes a cameo? I mean, I would say a set where you'd have to be at least eight songs. Eight songs? Eight's a lot. So where, what... I know that most people's fiancés, including mine own, mm. not looking forward to like a full set. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Not having your newly acquainted or consummated husband, whatever. Your new husband singing and dancing with his... Friends and say I that, think she'd consider that a suboptimal yeah. result. We have joked that, that this whole entire thing has been a ruse to get Joan Threes back together again. Right. And I well, said, I've been really in for a long time. The comeback tour. Considering how much money I put into this, I mean, who? Let, let's put I get a hired a marketing guy for the, for, you know, for the ring. If you put the cards on the table, that's that's why we're going. I mean, that that's the <laughs> that's the preface for why we are all attending this, this event. Well, but. I mean... I, mean, I love Sydney. I haven't met you, but yet, but I, I, I know you're going to be great. But, but Drill and Threes, I, I already know they're amazing. So I mean, yeah, you're coming for the, the known quantity. I'm, I'm mean, hoping to expand your horizons. I'm open to whatever, but I so expect high things. Yeah, very, now, very meta moment. Larry's yes, a great year. What, what free work has to happen to, to get that event to happen? Well, there needs to be. Speaking of the devil, there needs to be a what's it called? Um, there's equipment, there's... Well, no, so the, you, get, you hire bands. Right. And, you and can, then you tell that band, like, you guys are going to let us play. Right. And they're like, sure. I will say this. You have the, to make sure they're not dicks about... Sorry. No, it's fair. The, the, the keyboard player of this band used to play bass for Drilling Threes. And he's going to join us for a song that is going to bring the house down. Nice. Bring the house I'm down. Already, I'm already excited. So that's all that matters. <laughs> So you're saying the drill in threes performance is in the works already? Yes. Yeah, so this, this is, is not a question. This is just a matter. I mean, of, Roscoe P did want to point out that it's not in his contract to perform. So <laughs> until we get up on the stage, it might not happen. But um, the bottom line is, I would say smart money's on some type of performance, and just make sure you can see the stage. Some college alt rock bands, some marching bands. So so. Super loop. 
as you'll find, the, you know, marriage is all about this compromise. Or so I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not with, with you, Ruddle. But what, what's, well, the, what's the trade-off then? Does Cindy have any specific asks that you're going to do? Is it, is it a specific style of dance? Is it a special station? Is it, what, how do you offset your desire to leave her for an hour while you play music? <laughs> For the, for the night. Yeah. Uh, well, for one, um, we're not getting a photo booth, but we're getting something kind of like a photo booth. Okay. That, I'm not saying I didn't want it, but like, you know, that's, you know, put that's that your, chip. That's your comp. Put that's that chip in the table. Uh, I feel like there's a couple other things. Good. You know, I, I cut my guest list down. All right. Uh, I guess I'm really, you know, to those listening, I got some really good people out there that I know. <laughs> Aren't gonna be there. You didn't make the cut. Sorry. And if you haven't, it's if you not haven't heard that from I don't love you any less. It's that it's just expensive to have a wedding. So I'm learning. And we're this goes more to the, the solar busting crowd. It's the international solar busting crowd. Yeah. So for all the international listeners, I don't want you to spend an international flight <laughs> to Boston in January. You don't want to come to Boston in January if you're, you know, somewhere in Karachi, Pakistan, or Santiago, Chile. You know, you don't want to do that. And it's, you know, it's just not the right thing. So let's see. We covered, we covered a lot of it. But Big Lair, here's the, the final, final question. Will you give a toast, especially if not asked? I mean, is it a wedding if I don't give a toast? I mean, I have to say something. Something must be said. The, the odds on it being extremely inappropriate are high. I mean, I take the over on that for the most part. 100%. Um, I'll mix a little sweet in there. But here's the thing, though. So, I don't want to... Alex, your brother, is the best man. And he'll give an actual and, and speech. And he is on point to give a very compelling, no heartfelt question. speech. No question. What's your confidence level that that he'll hit a home run there? What do you... Oh, like, do you have a concern that there there's something said there that... Causes, you know, that, that record screech that like no. everyone stops and says, What did he just say? I think he's got it. I the interesting thing about him recently getting married himself is that he has a recent body of work from which to either, you know, uh, draw from, match, or best, and right. it, whichever direction he wants to go from that. So, you gave the toast at his wedding, were you the best man? Sorry, For, yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your best man tips? Oh, unfair question. Well, no, I want to know what your expectations are. I will say this. I will say this. I this is my second time doing it. Yeah. And I was much better this time around. Okay. And um, to Ruddle's point, not fair for me to rate myself. I will just say, if my first speech back in 2005 was like passable. This was like five X on that. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so I still nailed it. So but he like, has, I, so he I need to. He has a frame of reference. He knows what he thinks. Yeah. You, you set the bar for him to add. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I didn't make fun of him too much. I kind of made it more of a whatever celebratory. Have you thing. had a conversation with him about things that are specifically? Out of line. Yeah, off. you know, I, I want to be surprised. Ooh, I had that conversation. Guys, what, tell me, what was your best man story about? Like, oh no, who for, did for yours? BJ's wedding, it wasn't a big. My brother did mine, but I was specifically told that I couldn't tell certain stories. Okay. So I gave the toast at my sister's first wedding. 
right? And I was operative word first. First one. I was not given the opportunity to speak in a second one. Um, <laughs> you want to change things up. I mean, yeah. You got to yeah. change the mojo. Yeah. Well, there was, was, there was the best vibes man. with the first yeah. one. I got a buddy sure. who's had two weddings. They're both been in the divorce. And he's a two different best man. I think if he gets married a third time, I'm up. <laughs> you're and, yeah. you're and I'm ready, dude. And you know who you are. That and pressure's I'm ready. on there, friend. Yeah. And I'm ready. Um, the first time around, it was, uh, I think I did a good job. But... I was told specifically that there were things I could not talk about from our childhood. That, you know, totally right. fair. Yeah. I want to be surprised. As you guys know, when I turned 30, I had a roast. I'm willing, <laughs> I remember this. I'm willing to take what he gives us. You never know what it's going to be. It's hard, though. As, as the previous best man person for my brother. Well, you said it. Six brothers? I have five brothers. And, and we've all done the best man role for other brothers. And... It's it's hard. You you want to have some when you go the humor around. You're you're always careful because you want to work a little bit in there. But there's a fine line of being, um, you know, obnoxious about it that yeah, you don't want to do. Show. Yeah, and you you're don't a part of the show. You don't want to say something that's to the detriment of the groom in the long run. Like no. you want to say something that's that kind of somewhat self-deprecating for them, but they still feel like they're the focus. You want everything. them both to be still really excited about getting married yeah. when the speech is over. Yeah. And so and that's that's a really good, like, yeah. minimal bar to step over. Don't depress. Now, let me ask, is there a maid of honor speech, too? Is there, are you doing I think there will be. I, okay. I, I, I've heard that the maid of honor, the matron of honor in this case, oh, okay. would like to say something. And okay. so we, we respect that. That's good. I mean, it's good to get the, 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 the female view on the, on the best man speech or best woman speech. So um, I just I feel in, in, the, in the perfect world, those are short and sweet. Big There's love. a little bit of sensitivity. Yeah. Maybe a little humor, and you know we toast very quickly. And, and people want to drink, and they want to get on with those, those ceremonies. Um, if I give Alex any advice, I'd say you know that's what it is. Just to Fair. Last question. Yes. Have you been to Boston since so, you went to the Red Sox? Uh, sorry, to the Foo Fighters concert two summers ago. No, so I have not. Are you ready for Boston? And is Boston ready for you? Boston was yeah. Although it's my uh, uh, antithesis of everything I, I stand for, it was a, and very enjoyable, and you and, and Andrew and everyone was so welcoming. The concert was amazing. The, the post-concert was fun. Where did we even meet on that street? I mean, we, you, you we randomly found it. We randomly found it. We were at Regina on Boylston Street. It was a good time, and I would, I would be thrilled if we have a similar level of uh, enjoyment we're going with our, our next trip. Right. It's going to happen no matter what because we're at your wedding and we're all your family and some of your family are fun and most of them are, are fun. No, I'm just, Vianos, I'm kidding. Vianos, I love you all. Um, <laughs> the ones that I've met and the ones I have yet to meet, I'm this sure you... I'm sure you will... I'm sure we will all have a good time. As I said, inappropriate, Larry will mostly show up, but oh, I apologize. Rhoda, what were you going to ask coming out of the uh, backstage there? <laughs> That's okay, no worries. When's the last time you've been in Boston? Oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, a couple months ago. We go pretty regularly, we have a lot of friends. The Philly no, what I was going to ask you was, what? you have like 75 brothers. Yes. I have to imagine you've given a couple best man toasts. I, I was how would, you, given the how most. would you rate your performance, yeah. Larry? 
uh, I would rate it very highly. So we, so we have, I have actually five brothers, and no we've slouch. had best man speeches, and we've, and they vary. So we've, one of my brothers who, who is very articulate, gave like a whole. He had everyone sit down. It took five, ten minutes. It was a nice speech and all, but again, it, it was more um, a dramatic presentation that you know is is sometimes appropriate and it was fine I was a little more simplified I gave a little uh, humor, humorous uh, antidote a quick uh, thoughtful saying and, uh, and a toast quick it was with a joke and a lot of your smoke ex- to the point and we were drinking you know we toasted in uh, within the two minute kind of window um, and, and I, I've gotten you know some compliments post then I'm sure it was yeah. just generic like oh nice toast and all but I, I've heard people that and my brother for my my wedding was also, he, he gave a nice little story reminiscing about a childhood event and, and was reminiscing also about, you know, how he doesn't get to spend as much time as, as he would like to. And, and then we moved on to the toast. So it was, it was nice. It was simple, clear. Toast and roasting, Richie Artis. Yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't express too much, but I think that's sometimes an easier path in the toasting process. Well, let me ask you this last question. That time when I was involved in some weird shore house rental in 2000 and, I don't know, 10, did, did you ever think that we'd be here now talking about... Wait, the rental, I went to your rental? When yeah, you, you went to my rental. <laughs> that you'd be married, right? That you'd be getting married? Yeah. Um, well, no, I mean, if I'm being honest, Gavin, I don't know if I ever pictured you getting married at, at any point. But So I just want to point out to everybody, as Rocky Balboa once said, <laughs> if I could change, you could change. Everybody, everybody. Um, that's but, how. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. But wait, no. I let me just caveat because I, I didn't like. I, I, I just know how big ending works. I've met, first show. I'm, <laughs> I want. I want Cindy. I know is a loyal filibuster, filibuster listener and contributor. I want her to know that having said that, I didn't know that having heard so many things from from Dara and other Christina, my wife, your who, wife, who's met you and who's talked to you. Nice. I don't. I don't think having if I met you myself. The impression that Gavin would be an idiot not to get married. So, Boom. so having said that, this guy. should you be married? If it's Cindy, you should be married tomorrow. If, it, if it's my opinion. Oh, look at Larry. Oh. So That's an audition tape for Big Larry. Larry. Right there. On fire. Our guy Dan Now I know my special. We've all been trying to find my specialty for the show. It's it's wedding advice and wedding guidance. It's semi drunken podcast. Live <laughs> <laughs> from Callahan. From Callahan. This was sponsor of the week. And, and by the way, we own no copyrights. Editing music in the background. Zero. Not our fault. Good night.